So hello, this is Mike Wheeler, co-host of Agility at Work, co-host in spirit, though not in reality, because Kim Leary, co-host and co-conspirator in this uh, enterprise, is out of town today. Uh, for our next episode, she will be uh, back for sure. So I'm flying solo today and shortly going to be talking to Amy Chu. She has actually become a pretty major figure in the comics world, writing them herself and also collaborating with other people. And I'm interested in the connection between creativity and negotiation because it turns out even somebody who is doing comics has to work collaboratively with others. Somebody's writing a novel um, essentially does that by himself or herself. There are negotiations, I suppose. I can speak firsthand on this uh, in terms of nonfiction of negotiating with your editor and so forth. But it's a much more collaborative, creative process in the comics world, and it involves negotiating in the broad sense. If you're the writer with the person who's going to do the drawing and the others who do coloring and lettering and so forth, and obviously with a uh, publisher. So we're going to look at creativity today because it's a very, very important part of negotiation. We'll have Amy in here in just a moment. I'm particularly interested in your work in the comics world about collaboration and creativity. And I should say for the audience, um, there's another story to be told, and we'll tell it at some point, about how somebody who has a Bachelor of Arts from Wellesley College, a Bachelor of Science from MIT, and a Harvard MBA finds her way into the comic world, but we'll, we'll leave that for another day. When you and I spoke uh, to set up this interview, I said I'd love to get your ideas about creativity, where ideas came from. And you said, wow. And I didn't hear that exactly as an excited wow, but maybe a wow as in, I don't have a clue. I never really thought I was a creative person. And here I am. Um, apparently, I'm a fountain of ideas. So, so to sort of figure it out, you know, I, I do need to think about it. You write comics, but comics are a collaborative sort of thing. You need to start with a script and so forth. You mm -hmm. need to recruit somebody who can draw, somebody else who can color, somebody else who can do the lettering and so forth. But but it does fall to you as the writer to have the germ of an idea and to flesh it out at least to a degree. Do you have any idea what kind of gets you thinking about it? would be interesting if, if you're doing something for Marvel or DC or, or something else, where the idea comes from? You know, you're really not much of a writer if you only have one idea, in my opinion. And to survive in this business, you need to generate multiple ideas, especially if you try to pitch and you find out that somebody else is already doing a similar story. You really need to have a couple ideas to throw around. So the germ, as you say, from those is, at least for me, it's typically real life. It's things that I, I just happen to observe. Maybe if I'm on the subway in New York City, that's a great place to get a lot of ideas. Mm -hmm. um, it's observing people, but also maybe some something to do with uh, real-life events. I mean, I, I frequently actually get uh, ideas. Uh, as an MIT alum, I get the, uh, the tech review. Right. And there's frequently some interesting article about new technology, and I, I take that and I squirrel it away. I use um, 
an application called Evernote. And literally, as soon as something looks interesting, I, I tend to jot it down there. And then I may revisit it. But uh, that idea may grow until the point where I'm doing a pitch for a story. And I just I, I pull it out of the archives, so to speak. I'm asking about creativity because oftentimes in negotiation, something that looks unsolvable can be fixed if we come at it from a different direction and mm-hmm. we work out a deal that is non-standard but actually addresses your interests and mine. It's one thing to describe that process. It's another thing to do it. And we all deal with some people who are brilliant at coming up with ideas. Some of the times the toughest negotiations are with people who are deliberately or not just rather narrow-minded about the way to do things. So, so you're observing life on the subway and so forth. This is We're doing this in real time, but can you think of a, an instance where you saw something and you put it in Evernote and you knew that there was the germ of something there that could take off, or does the recognition come later? They're all valid. I, if I put it down, it's because it's interesting and I want to explore it in some way. Um, you know, in fact, I, I just open Evernote in real time, and I'm looking through my notes here. And uh, sometimes it's as simple as, um, I think I saw a tweet a couple of days ago about a woman in Portland who uh, kind of had a face-off with a raccoon on her garbage can. And so I noted that because I thought that was just a funny scene. Funny if you read about it, I think. Yeah, and then funny, but you know, there's certain terror involved, but there's yes. certain kind of, you know, there's also a potential metaphor here. I just thought visually that's so, so interesting. I can either use that for a scene in an upcoming comic or I can try to extrapolate it into a story somehow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's just one of like, I'm looking through, I've got like, you know, like a hundred little notes here of different things that, uh, and I will go back and I'll flush it out a little bit more. Sometimes it's a deadline driven thing. For example, I, I was approached by Dark Horse, you know, fairly established publishing company, also in Portland. And, and they want me to come up with some ideas for a licensed property. And so, you know, I'm looking at my notes here and, you know, a, a lot of it is just trying to figure out well, what is it that they want and what is it that their readership wants and coming up with something hopefully that's original and that has a little bit of my creative voice in it and and just pitching some of those ideas. This may be esoteric to some of our listeners, but I'd be interested in your reaction. There's a documentary that nobody has seen called The Mystery of Picasso, and it was shot in the 1950s. It wasn't released, I think, until the 1980s. And what you mostly see is him painting, but you don't see him because he is behind what he's painting, whatever, it's a canvas or something of that sort. So it's a blank canvas, and you see a slash of a line that cuts across it, and he puts another line and so forth, and the thing gets built over time. And the mystery for me is how much of that was in his head to begin with or when he makes that commitment to that first line, that informs his next choice and it goes on from there. Donald Westlake uh, was a great writer of mysteries and he did not lay out his plot. He would write the beginning of it and see where the characters took him. Supposedly, Joseph Heller, author of Catch-22, wrote, it was love at first sight. 
And that was he wrote that down, and Catch-22 followed that. So maybe your raccoon and the woman near the garbage can will have a similar kind of uh, of exploration. Can we shift a little bit, though? I'm I'm curious. uh, You've got – you're surprised to have it, it sounds like. But you've got an ability to generate ideas. But you're going to have to work with people who are – in an entirely different form in terms of drawing and coloring, even the lettering and so forth, all by definition creative people. What is that like, both the rewarding part and the challenging part? Well, if you hopefully pick your creative partners well or you know your collaborators, it can be very energizing. The sum of the parts are greater than the whole. But it involves navigating and also adjusting to everyone's personality and strengths and weaknesses. Um, a good example, and this is this is not typical for the comic writer process, but uh, maybe it's more simple. I just started writing for TV, by the way, for Netflix. Uh, I think it's more like the TV writer's room process. So I'm working with two people right now, uh, Daryl McDaniels of Run DMC, who's, of course, widely known for you know rap basically. Right. And uh, Larry Hama, who is really known as the, the writer of uh, uh, and the creator of the G.I. Joe franchise in comics. I'm working with two very different, but also very well-established creative personalities. And we're coming up with a joint story and idea. So this is a little bit different from what I typically do, which is where I generate the idea. And then maybe I do sort of a little bit of back and forth with an editor and potentially also the the artist. Um, but in this case, we're working with three people who are established in different mediums, too. Well, when you say back and forth, in the most, uh, the most primitive form of negotiation is you're haggling to buy a car and you're putting in a low price and they're asking for the, for the moon. But in this back and forth, you're not really trading things, right? So what does the back and forth entail? Um, sometimes there is some trading. If somebody is very fixed an idea, um, it is it's it's navigating that. But it's not tip in my in my experience is not typically adversarial. I think that also depends on your personality. I have I have definitely heard and encountered writers and artists who develop an adversarial relationship. But that's established very early on, where the writer may say, "Well, it's my way or the highway," right? Or the artist is like, "Well, no, I don't do that," you know. <laughs> And again, I think this is experience and also personality related. I, I typically try to figure out very early on for all the people who have a stake in it, what what do they want to get out of it? What What's going to make them happy? I mean, happy people make the best stories. And that's that's my approach, generally speaking. Um, so if there's something also understanding what is it that they don't want to do, they don't they prefer not to do. What is it that they're going to actually really enjoy doing? And, and if, it's, if it's something that I can provide in the script, I'll do it. You know, if you want to draw aliens, you haven't had that opportunity. If it fits in the script, I'll let you draw aliens. Uh-huh. So, so, so part of that then is what you're actually negotiating is what the visual aspect of what you've written, how that is represented and expressed. Is that 
a fair characterization? Uh, yeah, so that's one part of it. I mean, you also have to, so this is a very deadline-driven business, typically. You know, we're, we're, we are putting out comic books every month. So there's also an aspect of negotiation in terms of what I may write may take longer or may take, you know, I have to also be aware. Yeah. And they also may be aware. They may need to go back and say, do you really need this crowd scene, you know, on page 20? So how how does this kind of negotiation compare, if at all, with the kinds of negotiations you saw and were engaged in when you got out of the Harvard Business School and were doing consulting work? I would say this kind of negotiation is, is way more fun, <laughs> you know, because the, the output is immediately visible. You mm-hmm. know, you know, when you negotiate well in this business, you, you end up with a story that people enjoy. You know, that's not always the case for business negotiations. You know, frequently in business negotiations, it gets down to um, a bottom line kind of thing, or maybe it's your salary or increased responsibilities. But what we're doing here typically tends to be more the creative negotiation. Um, And uh, that's not always quantifiable, but, you know, it's challenging. Yeah, well, when you come to a business negotiation, it's often about some kind of ongoing process of provision of services or things of, of that sort. So you've done the negotiation. It may be reopened at some point. You've done the negotiation, but there's nothing really tangible that you've got. When you were at MIT, you were in the School of Architecture, correct? Mm-hmm. That's right. There's something about a building going up that is collaborative and that you get to see after a lot of hard work the product of, uh, of what you did. In the business negotiations, as important as they might be, it's harder to get your arms around it and trace it back to that negotiation. And I think it's always important to remember that when you're negotiating, especially in the comics industry, it's a small industry, you are building relationships, whether or not they're aware of it. So anytime you're doing that kind of navigation or uh, whether it's over page rates or the, the monetary or financial side or the creative side, it's it is building. It's building on that relationship, and also building on it's, it's building on my reputation as a good writer and as a good collaborative partner. And that's probably what's most important to me, and probably why I continue working in this business because I think uh, it's very easy to burn out. It, it's strangely the hardest thing I've ever done. Probably because I, I didn't expect to be doing it. I fully expected to be on the business side, never on the creative side. Um, so that was a big surprise. <laughs> As a consultant, you must have been on airplanes a lot and under deadlines as well, and yet this is harder still. What what in particular? Actually, the most difficult part of doing this, honestly, is it becomes much more personal. When it's your creative output, it's very different from when you're working in consulting, you have some emotional distance. You are working ah, on uh, client's yes. work, right? Yep. Suddenly, what I produce is reflective of me and if people don't like it it's it's personal right Mm -hmm. it's not you know it's not a powerpoint that didn't go over well with the client it is something fundamental was my idea not good was i did did i you know you're sort of racked with a lot more insecurity you mentioned powerpoint i remember a conversation that we had several years ago amy where you said PowerPoint helped you become a better writer. And as somebody who hates PowerPoint, I was surprised to hear it praised. Do you, am I falsely attributing that to you? I talk about this quite a lot, that if I had not 
done those years and years of PowerPoint, I don't know that I would be the comic writer I am because comics, writing for comics is very different from writing for prose. It, you have to be succinct. You have, it's a visual medium. So I feel like that training actually enabled me to sort of dive right in and, and be quite, quite successful, honestly. A number of writers in this business, they typically start from prose and they have to learn how to cut back uh, on the work. Uh. You see, they think that the words drive the story, but that's actually not true. It's the ideas and the visuals that drive this medium. Well, other stuff, too. I think of Dorothy Parker's famous saying, you've got to kill the little darlings. You know, mm -hmm. there's a certain point where it may be clever or something of that sort, but it's interfering, it's interfering with, the, with the arc of the story. Yeah, I've got to kill darlings every day. <laughs> Well, that could be tiring, too, I suppose. Yeah. I am so grateful that uh, you've joined us on Agility at Work. I always learn something, Amy, when, when you and I speak. I'm so uh, grateful for you joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Let's remind people about how they can chat with us and with their fellow listeners on our Negotiation 360 website. Well, it's not just the chat that they can have with us and other listeners, but there are other resources uh, on the site. Um, you can find my Negotiation 360 self-assessment and best practice app. There are links to online courses, and we're putting up articles that you and I have written together and maybe some others as well. So there's lots of stuff on agile negotiation and adaptive leadership. Much of it is free. We've even simplified the URL for podcast listeners. Here's how to find us. Just key in the letter N, as in negotiation, and the numbers 360.expert. That's N360.expert, and you'll find us. <laughs>